What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. <laughs> what did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Ah, man, I'm driving through the hills. I'm sorry. One more time. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Javi. Mr. K. Excuse me. Is Javi going to want me to, uh, you know? I'm not sure I understand. Look, it's Javi. I am Javi. Nick Cage. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you seriously? Yeah. It's showtime. Hey, ma'am fam, how's everyone doing on this beautiful, beautiful podcast time? See how I didn't keep it specific to a time, that's why I'm a pro. Could be morning, could be night, could be middle of the night, could be mid-afternoon. I'm just going to go through every hour on the clock, uh, but I'm glad you're spending it with us here at Mad About Movies. It's your boy, you got all three of us here. You got uh, Richard here, you got Bry Guy, and you have Kent as well in the mix uh, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff today, but uh, we've got we've got some things, some housekeeping to do. How's everyone doing tonight, fellas? I'm good, man. I'm good. Doing wonderful. It's summer movie season officially. It's May, mm, so yeah, it is. None of this is April summer movie season. No, we're in it now, fellas. Yeah, we just need a top Tom Cruise movie to officially get Dollar. us there, and yep. then we'll know. Then we yep. for sure know. We're getting there. We're almost there, boys. Yeah. After nine years of delays, I think on uh, on Top Gun too. But uh, but yes, yeah, speaking of summer movie season, we have learned a valuable lesson here with how Hollywood <laughs> works. Um, in that we try to do a movie draft this year, and everything keeps getting kicked, especially my movies. <laughs> yeah. um, which is all. Yeah, no, I've it's picked. I just keep getting things kicked down. So we thought we'd do some cleanup on the old Mad About Movies. Uh, <laughs> Um, this is a comp draft. Pick. This is what would be the the compensatory. Yeah, this is a comp pick. Selection. I'm taking Lael, I'm taking Throatzilla himself, Lael Collins, and <laughs> um, we're good. So I'm gonna go. We've got. So what am I replacing again? I can't keep track. Brian, you keep track. So of this. last week we did a uh, yeah. We, we all took a took a couple movies. We we each had one. Richard had two that he of had in place. Now I have three. Um, and then one of his replacement picks now has been bumped to 2023 as well. So you you took Cocaine Bear, mm. uh, to, which is a real movie title, to replace something else. I don't remember what. And uh, and then it got moved uh, like three days later. So um, you're right. I, we, we have learned a valuable lesson. I do believe this will be the last year of the full year of movie draft. From We'll go back to summer movie draft and like, winter movie draft or something next year, something like that, because just have two different seasons. Cause this is, I think this is the way of the world now. I think, I think studios COVID, uh, you know, we always talk about how, how like Hollywood learns the dumbest lessons possible. I think that COVID taught studios, ah, we can just move this calendar around. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, we will we'll just, and, well, and a probably lot of it, it doesn't too, matter. It's just the logistics us, so. of when a movie is a link. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. What you know, yeah. it's it used yeah. to be they had to stick to it because they had to print all these things, and so like right. Right. it was like, okay, we did this, so this has to come out. Maybe <laughs> we can move it a month, but we've printed these things. Now it's like, oh, it's a YouTube clip that goes on a projector yeah. or to a streamer, yeah. so it can come out in five years no, for all we care. There wasn't yeah. even a thought of of delaying episode one, the Phantom Menace, like for 
You know, they, they promoted that for like years. They probably yeah. should have. Yeah. Like, well, it's, it's too late now. Yeah. We can't, we can't change the day. It's going to come out. It's going to come out in May, 1999. That's what happens. Uh, May 25th, 1999. It's my birthday. That's why it's coming out. That day. <laughs> uh, of course it is. Um, so anyway, yeah, I've picked two other films. I've lost one. So I'm going to pick one here. Uh, we talked about. I'm, I thought about going animated here. We talked about, but I, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the soccer movie. I'm gonna go Taika, and I'm gonna go next. What goal wins? Okay. Anytime you can replace. Um, anytime you can replace uh, the uh, cannibal guy. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Army. Army, Army Hammer. Hammer. Yeah. You go, you, you switch him out for Will Arnett. We will not know his name in two years. We yeah. will not know his name in two years. Yeah. You switch out Hannibal Lecter for Will Arnett, that's a win. <laughs> it is. It is. If you get some Sean Hayes and Jason Bateman in there yeah. too, just have a good old time. Um, it'll be, uh, be good for all. Yeah. I like that. You know, for for having taken the hits that you've taken, mm. you do still have a pretty... Like, the one that I was worried about when we did the draft for you was you picked Avatar 2 pretty early, mm-hmm. I think first round. And at that point, I was like, it's on the same date as Aquaman. One of those movies is moving, and it felt like Avatar might be the one. And instead, it's it's the opposite. Aquaman moves, and and Avatar has like actual footage out there now. So I think that's going to happen. So you're still doing okay. I mean, you look, you've got Avatar, you've got Thor, you've got Top Gun. So you're you're getting a lot of box office points, and then you've got you've got the Fablemans, you've got Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, this next goal wins the the Fincher movie too. I mean, you. You you can if you give a good award season, I think you're going to be all right. But it does suck to constantly lose movies the way, the way that uh, that you have. So yeah, I'm just ha- I'm just happy to be a part of it. You know, just <laughs> happy to be drafting, um, mm-hmm. to be a part of this journey that we're all yeah. on, and uh, I'm just going to see it through the best I can. And when I'm God doing or anything, okay, I'm gonna wait till you win. Okay, is there is there another Chris Kattan movie? Besides Gordon the Roxbury, but that that's fine. Negated. That's, I, you mean Jalen Brunson's favorite movie, Night at the Roxbury? Oh, yeah, um, there's another. It's gonna one. make a supercut of all the mangoes, uh, <laughs> SNL, and you can you just kind of you know, watch them. I'll, I'll cut together the worst of Chris Kattan from SNL. <laughs> uh, like the, the black market DVD. Yeah, the bum mm-hmm. fights of SNL. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the ridiculous six. That's a that would be a oh, good one to make us. Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Oh, monkey bone. I could do. I oh, could have to do monkey one. bone. That's a good one. I'm giving you guys ideas. I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would suck to have to review something like Jurassic Park. You know what I'm saying? I, it would be awful. Uh, yeah. Please, guys, don't the original. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kid. What were you saying? I was gonna say uh, the deadline. I think we should set at the end of June. If the movie gets mm-hmm. postponed after that, it's at automatic zero, and you can't can't replace oh, it. Oh man, that's so that's risky. That's risky for that's all. Just what that's it is. That's the way the draft draft uh, goes, man. We're gonna see how this plays out. Uh, boy, this is uh, this is this is yeah. This is it's been frustrating. It's been frustrating for me if somebody puts all this stuff together and it's like cool. All right, got to get forty seven emails out now and figure out who these people are gonna take. So for you guys, stuff. I would it's have a, a, a you know priority free agents on your. On your board, <laughs> yeah, that you can easily pull up in case one or multiple of your movies get pulled here in the next <laughs> six weeks. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. So hopefully, maybe we're done. 
fingers crossed. We're done moving stuff around. So, all right, Richard, I like your team. I think I think you still got a chance despite all the uh, the shifts around that you've, uh, you've had. To the what? Around. The shifts. <laughs> shifts. Yeah. I thought I said something else too. <laughs> no, this isn't a VIP episode. So. One more thing I, I wanted to ask you. Uh, That's what we call tease, boys. I wanted to ask you, fellas, have you seen the teaser for the Weird Al Yankovic story? With uh, I saw that it was out. Right. I have not okay, watched maybe it. We'll watch, maybe if you watch it, we'll talk about it next time. But it's a Roku original uh, Roku original film. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's that's always what, uh, what gets people coming, you know? It gets really exciting. His, his Roku originals. Uh, that could be tough. We got it before we go, before Kent goes, because he's not allowed to review this movie uh, for mm-hmm. legal reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, before he gets out of here, Kent, I think, brought terrible things upon us as a society. Uh, mm. Oh, sorry. In our Discord, when Justin Lin was announced, when it was announced that Justin Lin was leaving Fast 10, your seatbelts. Uh, Kit immediately like I think first response in our discord was what's Louis Lettier up to totally that's totally joking (laughs) totally like who's the last person they would get to do this but is also a bit within the man fam and that's who why I said that (laughs) and and lo and behold (laughs) you you brought that voodoo upon the rest of us though it's uh that's what's happening I can't I can't believe I can't believe that that's that I don't think I'm going to see it um, I think I'm out. <laughs> Do we need to contact Vin Diesel's agent and get his American Treasure vest back? Or... Yeah, it's seeming pretty difficult for our boy. Like he ran Justin Lin and The Rock away from Fast. Yeah, The Rock, I can kind of forget. I think some people, a lot of people have beef with The Rock, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can say that could, at least is a two-way street. Sure. But Justin Lin seems pretty cool. Yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, but look, family gets tough sometimes, you know? It's difficult. That's true. That's true. Every Great family point. has disagreements. And uh Great point. Thanksgiving was just too much for You, you for try to go face to face with Dom Toretto. I mean <laughs> I would lose too yeah. that argument. Yeah. First you gotta go. you gotta bend down a little bit and uh, yeah. and it's, it's you gotta get off his uh Apple box. Yeah. yeah. I mean it, it it will not stop me from obviously from seeing the movie, but but I mean that's probably worst that's, case scenario, isn't it, fellas? That's, it's up there. It's up there as worst case scenario. Yeah, it'll say. be a great podcast. I think James Olson <laughs> in the in the Discord said said that at least it'll be a great podcast, and I agree. That's the silver lining. That's true. That's true. All right, more anticipated. Wait, like more anticipated. Gotta... Now you three me or Fast X, which is what it's called, by the way. I think we had that. Go back and listen. Yeah. Maybe we had it at some point. I mean, I'm never going to turn my back on family. So okay. It's fast in. But, so uh, now you see me? Um, <laughs> my family are the four horsemen. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm part of the eye. Everything crossover. Yeah. Everything. Well, we can only hope. Yeah. We've been hoping for that Jurassic Park fast crossover, but mm. maybe what we should have been looking for was magic in the yeah. Fast and Furious world. What's better than one Woody Harrelson in a Fast and Furious movie? <laughs> oh, man. That would be two Woody Harrelsons in a Fast movie. Okay. Well. <laughs> two Velociraptors, <laughs> I was going to say. I don't know. That's true. That's good, too. That's good, too. All right. Well, Kent, we bid you adieu for this uh, review, but we'll see you later here. In later, this, nerds. In this beautiful. Yeah. See you in this episode. And, uh, Brian, you want to talk about some Nick Cage? 
Let's do it. Who? What? Where? Let's do this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we are back. We lost Kent, uh, Coyote, <laughs> dragged him away. Mm-hmm. Just, um, you know, as we encroach more on their territory, right. this is going to become increasingly common. Yep. So. This is be, on. Be aware, you know. This is because all of you didn't recycle enough. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah, <laughs> that'll fix it. <laughs> Stupid Julian Lennon. That'll fix it. That's the best joke of the year so far. That Mulaney joke. <laughs> he just went so hard on Julian Lennon. Such a mean thing. So good. So good. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, we are here. We are talking Nick Cage. We we are talking. Uh, Kent Kent uh, wasn't able to make it to a screening of this because of work obligations and blah blah blah. So you've heard him from Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah. you'll hear. Yeah. Um, and so you'll hear him uh, later on with recommends. You've heard him a bit already, but uh, through the magic of editing and uh, illusions, we we've pulled this off. But um, Bry guy. Mm. Yeah, bringing that out. We're here to talk some unbearable weight of unbearable weight of whoa, massive whoa, talent. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I stand by that Freudian slip. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah. good, good we're, job, subconscious. We're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jossie's gonna love that one. I'm gonna leave that in. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we should start programming exclusively to Jossie. That's we should probably be, yeah, probably be a wise choice. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're, this is a movie that, um, I don't know. Were you, were you super aware of for like months and months and months? For me, it kind of popped up like in the last three months or something. It's yeah. something that was existed. And then you go, Oh, that seems terrible. That's not going to be a good idea at all. Cause you yeah. know, there's like self-aware and then there's like self-aware for money, you know? And it seemed yeah. like Nick Cage would be self-aware for money. Like the script, it, it just, this is a hard plane to land. And so you don't really know how this is going to land. But then you get some Paddington 2 in the mix and everything it touches <laughs> goes to gold. Gold. Yeah. Just absolute gold. The Midas touch. Uh, I was really bummed that the uh, new Willy Wonka movie with Chalamet, they're not using the Simon Rich script. until I realized it's the Paddington 2 guy instead. And I was like, okay, it's probably better. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that could make me not, (laughs) you know, because let's be real. The Simon Rich one is probably not filmable, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's true. Some Oompa Loompa (laughs) as the jester kind of thing. Gosh. I love Simon Rich so much. Um, Dude, the best was, not to bring up Mulaney again, but the best was on the last time he did the SNL a couple weeks ago or whatever, when Monkey Judge or whatever it was, (laughs) when it's just so clearly a Simon Rich sketch, like you just know instantly, like, yeah, I'm in. (laughs) This judge is a monkey, and that's the entire premise. (laughs) I recognize the shape that I associate with treats. 
Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, Nicholas Cage, how do you feel about him? Go. <laughs> I'm not a Nick Cage guy. Uh, I, I think that he is a very talented, I think he's a very talented actor in when he is in the range and his, he, he has, he has, uh, he has different speeds. He has different pitches. Let's say I did, uh, I, I reviewed gone in 60 seconds recently mm-hmm. on uh big screen sports with our buddy Kyle. And I think I, I basically said what I'm about to say, but like he, he's not a five pitch pitcher, no. <laughs> but he, I think he has more than one pitch. He has a couple of things that he can go to. And if you get him working one of those two pitches, then you're usually pretty good. It's it's when you go outside of it that, for me, it's not so much. I'm good. I don't I don't really I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy over the top Nick Cage. And when you take away that from him, you're kind of left with sort of cheesy Nick Cage, which you get with like National Treasure, Gone in sixty seconds, that kind of thing. The, the the serious stuff that he he has done that's very well you know adaptation and pig last year was great he was really really good in that um he can do yeah serious stuff Magic but i don't Man, and then obviously all the big classes. yeah yeah so totally. i'm just trying to think a smaller where he's very totally, good yeah about. yeah uh but if you're if you're not into if you don't in if you, i guess what i'm trying to say is if you if you if you can watch con air which is a movie that we're going to review next month um finally <laughs> for me con air is a movie that you enjoy in spite of Nicolas cage i think there's other people who who enjoy how bad he is in that movie and i think there's a lot of movies like that in his maybe the majority of the movies in his in his career where it's like if you like if you're one of those people that's like it's so bad it's good then you're probably more inclined to enjoy crazy over the top nick cage and I'm not one of those people. So he's mm-hmm. never been one of my favorites. But the, the the flip side of that is I I think he rules as a person. I think he's he's like a and he, he's kind of let the guard down a little bit over the last year with all the like the press stuff that he did for Pig and whatnot. And uh, and I've kind of enjoyed that. I think that he's he's been kind of shown the like the human side of it and and i've i've appreciated him more i think as a result so the cage appreciation range is all over the map for for everybody so i don't know i'll i'll turn it back to you and say the same to you what how do you feel about nick cage the performer i'm trying to think of a comp here it's a quantity and quality sort of equation with him it's like i have disliked 95 percent of his performances sure um but he's had a thousand performances Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that means there's 50 that I like, you know. Right, right. Um, and so it's it's a he, – he does sort of overwhelm you with volume. And so, yeah, no, I would not say – I would not say I, I'm in on his gag all the time. I, I, I think it's a little tired. It's not particularly interesting to me. There's some – there's somebody like – you think of someone like Walken who's definitely like a persona-based mm-hmm. actor. But it's like done in enough different kinds of genre with enough – taste and smaller roles that you kind of just when it starts to get annoying he disappears for a few years and it becomes endearing again you know mm-hmm. cage hasn't ever been able to walk that line mostly because he's obsessively buying properties and needs money <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and so 
I've, I've never really been in on that. Even some of the – yeah, you're, to your point, Brian, even the stuff he's very good in, I'm always like, yeah, a lot of actors would have been very good in that or better sure. in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just kind of how – but he is due every eight years for me to go, man, I love that movie and he's awesome in it, you know. Yeah, so I get – I do get – how converse to all of that i i kind of understand though the obsession with him because he's so weird and so outside of himself and so in an in an era where everyone tries to see how see, try to seem down to earth and normal as a celebrity mm-hmm. and he does not and i appreciate yeah. that because sure. it's just juxtaposed with like mm-hmm. you know Chris Evans being like, I just, you know, want to watch the Red Sox or whatever. You know what I mean? You're like, no, yeah. you don't. Like, yeah. you obviously eat 100 calories a day and work out mm-hmm. like a madman. And that's fine. But, you know, mm-hmm. I like the <laughs> – and that's not a shot at Chris Evans. There's a million of those people. I yeah, I do like the sort of outsized nature of his – it's a throwback to a certain kind of Hollywood, a certain kind of movie star. I do yeah. get the appeal. It does not capture me because I don't think he does sure. it very well. But I do, I do get it. If people mm-hmm. that are just like, I love watching bad Nick Cage movies where he's just swinging for the fence, and I think he's mm-hmm. awesome, sure. and what's going on with his hairline, and all these different <laughs> things. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. That I could see it's, it's kind of like pickleball. I could see myself getting into it at some point, but currently, <laughs> I don't. Man, pickleball is freaking everywhere yeah. all of a sudden. Like, yeah, and I'm pro pickleball. I, Me too. I played pickleball in college, uh, and I loved it. I thought it was a blast, and I like racket sports in Same. general. But yeah, like six months ago, I guarantee if there were a hundred people in the room, if I said, sure. "Oh yeah, we should go play pickleball," three people would have known what I was talking about. And now it it's it's a it's a lot more. It's a lot more. It's just exploded over the last uh, over the last six months. Very strange, but uh, yeah. No, I, I like the I like the the uh, the algorithm that yeah it's it's it does yeah I, I think that's a good way to put it It doesn't really work for me but it's also not like one of those things where i feel like i think less of you right <laughs> if you're if you're He's, into it it's like to me it's like sam raimi or raimi or whatever you know sure it's like some people are just really into sam raimi movies Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, you you get it. It's a comment on it. There can't be on purpose. Right, and you right. go, I get that. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'm good. <laughs> I like to th- watch things that are not can't be on purpose. But I understand that you do it. I think that's a perfectly fine way to spend two hours. And good times are had by all. So if you want to watch, you know, whatever Nicolas Cage does. And by the way, I'm someone who loves Liam Neeson movies. So like mm-hmm. I yeah, we all have get, thing. we all have our thing. Just ca- my cage is Neeson. Because I have taste. I'm a man of elegance. Because <laughs> we're refined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the best part of that, keep quoting po- other podcasts, uh, the best is he, when he started talking about it, he's doing a movie with Kieran Hines about, he's like, oh, I'm doing a sweet film in Ireland uh, next year with him. And they go, oh, cool. Do you kill anybody? You don't kill anyone that, do you? He goes, oh, of course I do. It's the Pope Catholic. <laughs> God, it's like, I love this. I make him king of the world. Liam Neeson, he's the best. He's the best. <laughs> oh, I kill hundreds of people, and I can't wait to do. <laughs> yeah, when Bateman was like, "You should just do like a just mix in a little family comedy or whatever," and he said, like, <laughs> "I wouldn't be able to kill anyone if I did that." <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. The, I'm not even you know this. I'm not a huge Gervais guy. I'm not a I'm not as anti Gervais as you, but I'm not a huge mm-hmm. Gervais guy. That's the funniest sketch ever made. Yeah, I'll put that sure. up with anything. The yeah. the the Liam Neeson doing comedy is as funny as anything ever. 
can't slapstick crazy riddled with it <laughs> crazy characters <laughs> i've never been, i've never been here before <laughs> i just thought because you were a hypochondriac maybe you don't presume <laughs> so good yes to bring it to this yeah and then okay. we can get back into liam Neeson i would like to do i got a few more I'm, taken i got some yeah. i'll take it again last week i'm i'm got some thoughts <laughs> Save it for the the next segment. You know what I, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I was aware of this. I think probably around the same time you were. It was when it was announced. I was like, I don't know that this is going to be for me. And then um, it did very very well at uh, with audiences and whatnot at Sundance. Yeah. And uh, and that's a that's a blessing or a curse. You know, sometimes, sometimes I see a movie that did very well at, at a big film festival. And I'm like, Oh cool. Can't wait to see that. Cha cha real smooth. That's you yeah. Know, I'm very excited for that in June. And then sometimes you're like, yeah, but like, that's not real. I'm not really the audience for, <laughs> for this. So wasn't totally sure. Liked the first trailer. Hated the second trailer. When you get more of the, the FBI element, the, the Tiffany yeah. Haydish kind of part of it, or I guess CIA, not yeah. the FBI. Um, yeah. show some respect I, to our <laughs> yeah, exactly. To our, um, shout out to Mike. I, I um, got about thirty minutes uh, if you need it on jurisdiction lines between mm, the FBI. Okay, cool. and C- so cool. I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, all right. I like it. Uh, I thought that when that first trailer, you don't get any of that. I don't think. And second trailer was like, oh no, is this whole movie him being a CIA operative? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> like this doesn't. This is. I'm not sure this is going to jive. Um, it, it seemed like it was going to go full cage in the wrong sure. direction. And uh, I wasn't, I wasn't overly excited about it by the time we actually got to see it. But I actually, I think that maybe worked in my favor because I had a really good time with this. And if my expectation, I don't know how it would have held up if my expectations were super high going in, but instead got to have that opposite experience of like, I'm expecting a C plus, and so even if it's a B plus, I'm gonna really it's it's gonna seem sure. uh, better than than maybe it, it even is because I I dug this I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, same. Um, this is the kind of thing that I don't know. It took me back to a certain time, not that long ago, like ten years ago, when this these kind of movies seemed more. This is like an early Seth Rogen idea or something, you know. It kind of took me back to a time where these things were made and they were given theatrical releases and there were these uh, comments on pop culture at large and, and celebrity culture at large and all these things. And, and uh, yeah, it, it was, it's not as like a, this is a groundbreaking idea in 2007 to like when Tropic Thunder or something came out, right? You know, this is, this would have been so crazy, but it's still a really fun idea in 2022. Um, and it hasn't been done in a while. And, and what's the thing we say the most on the show, the sort of action element and the actual plot element is better than it needed to be because that's what you have to execute on because the gag of Nick Cage playing himself and being crazy, that writes itself. And if that's all you got, well, that's just a, a kind of a fun little throwaway mm-hmm. DVD movie. But if you can if you can put or insert that into an actual decent you know story that mm-hmm. I care about, then I'm, sure. I'm going to like it exponentially. Yeah, no, that's a yeah, that's that's very well put. Because otherwise, you have what you have is an SNL sketch, not not a movie. If right. if if the story isn't funny, if you don't have something that that is worth 
that is worth the time that we're, that we're putting into this. You, you have a, you have a funny idea and, uh, and that's fine. Like sometimes, sometimes, sometimes yeah. that's all you need. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, totally. And, and the, a really weird supporting, uh, you know, co-lead with Pedro Pascal, not who I would pick if you told me this movie existed mm-hmm. and then you go, okay, who plays, you know, the super fan kind of second in command in this film. And I, I would get through a lot of guesses before I picked Pedro. And, and that's what makes it fun because it's a new way to, to yeah. see him as an actor too. And he's great. Obviously the storyline would be different because this person couldn't, um, wouldn't make sense in, sure. in what I'm about to say. But like, there's definitely in my hundred universes parallel or, or whatever little bit that I do. Um, it's probably like 60 where Josh Gad, is the super fan <laughs> instead of Pedro Pascal or something. Oh, so you made it better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, somebody like that. Yeah. Um, and instead of Pedro Pascal, but yeah, I obviously, again, you'd, you'd have to completely rework the, the CIA story and whatnot, but that, that seems more likely of like big nerd super fan of, uh, of Nick Cage. Oh, it's Josh Gad. Gotcha. All right. I've seen that movie, you know, <laughs> it, it, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm good, but no, instead I love Pedro Pascal. I think he is so, I mean, he's so charismatic. I I think I probably expect greatness every time he's on screen now. Like it's, I, I texted some of our friends during this movie and was like, remember like five years ago when no one knew who Pedro Pascal yeah. was? Uh, that's, that was a darker time. Like this is, you're going to go see this movie for Nick Cage. You probably come away thinking that was a really fun Nick Cage performance, no matter really where you are on the Nick Cage yeah. spectrum. But Pedro Pascal, I think, is what makes the movie work yeah. more than just like a funny bit. See, what I was Cage. thinking is like eight years ago, you make this and it's Franco or something like that. Okay, you know? yeah, sure, sure. And it's just not a, something about this was more fun, um, mm. especially when you see like Baron Holtz and Tiff- Tiffany Hash and people like that. You can kind of see it going that other direction. It was kind of mm. fun to have mm-hmm. it. Uh, spotted differently. Um, yeah, I liked the, the Demi Moore stuff. It was like you got that one good cameo in. Yeah, but yeah, it was some interesting. But and and then NPH is great in these kind of things. Is as, as mm, sure. Even kind of did it in the Matrix. I mean that 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 character is not mm. as fun, but like you know what I mean. Like he's good at coming sure. in at these and really throwing heat. He did it. Um, the most famously in Harold and Kumar, you know, he kind of was the Nicholas cage before Nicholas cage. Right. And so, um, that's a different, different version of this, but yeah, it was, it was fun. And I, I really like, uh, I really like Sharon Horgan and mm-hmm. yeah. we put her in kind of more stuff. I'm cool with, but yeah, I thought this was a really fun cast that, that executed this tone really well. And it was, it, and then the, it had a really satisfying kind of, I don't know, the plot was really well drawn out and satisfying and like, not quite emotional, but you did get kind of attached, and your my heart was not warmed, but sort of um, enough. You know, it was nuked a bit at the end mm-hmm. um, sure. to where you go, oh yeah, I actually cared about this the whole time, and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, they're wrapping this up sort of sentimentally, and I'm happy. And but Brian, what do you think was my favorite thing about this movie? Uh, it was under two hours. Yeah, baby, 107 <laughs> minutes. Let's go. Hour yeah. 47. Yeah. That's with credit, so I'm out of there yeah. an hour 40. I was thrilled. Because this is definitely the kind of thing where people get indulgent on, yeah, and they do it for oh, yeah. two hours and twenty minutes, and you're like, yeah. guys, yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. I was uh, I went to see this based on the time slot, and I didn't 
usually I know going in, this is how long this is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. It was like, I pick up my kid from school every day. He gets out of school in the like three thirty range. And so it's like, I got to be out, whatever I go to do, whatever I do, I got to be out by, by, uh, by this time. And I looked at the times and it was like, it was like 1045 when I looked at movie times and it was 11 o'clock or 150. And I was like, oh, I don't think 150 probably won't work. I, I didn't know that it was going to be as short as it was. So as it was wrapping up, I was like, oh, look at this. What a nice surprise for <laughs> yeah. me. Like, I'm, I'm going to have time to go code. get lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, I'm going to have a me day now. That was awesome. <laughs> That's the, especially this kind of stuff. Like, um, yeah, if you want to make, we just did Prometheus. Um, the throwback, a little inside baseball here. If you want to make Prometheus two and a half hours, sure. But like, there's nothing more annoying than when these kind of movies are like two hours and 10 mm-hmm. minutes and you're yeah, going. Totally agree. It's <laughs> guys, what this is. A <laughs> yeah, do you understand why we're here? Yeah. 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 So, um, anything else stand, stand out for you from a supporting cast or is this, uh, I, I was not familiar. Were you familiar with the filmmaker at all? I wasn't. No, yeah, this was a, this was brand new for me. Yeah. So, um, does this does this make you want to see more of it, or do you think he'll do like you know uh, a sequel with Mickey Rourke or something, or uh, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> is this a one off? Do you think, or is this is this a filmmaker you're interested in seeing more out of? I thought that I think the whole CIA subplot is is. I'm not going to say weak, but it's it's definitely the lesser of what's happening here. It's it's just enough to to keep the the sort of meta-ness of everything that's happening with with Cage and and Pascal um from from running dry, you know? So I didn't think it was great, but I thought that there were a lot of like little interesting things that were done that kind of to your point that you said earlier, it's like I I expected maybe it to go this direction and and it didn't. It 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 played things in in a slightly different way. I thought like the inclusion of just just fully going for it with with action movie Nick Cage was a I thought that was a funny bit. I thought that worked too cuz that that is sort of that's the Nick Cage thing that that you get and I thought that it I thought that it did um the sort of uh sentimental stuff really very lightly but very organically too. So, so all all that to say, yeah, I think I think this is I don't know that that I need, you know, that I'm like we got to get this guy a Star Wars or something, but but the I thought that there was a lot of stuff here that um was was just slightly off of what maybe I would have expected or what you would have you usually see with this kind of thing. And so yeah, I th- I I think this is somebody I'm very interested to see what he what he does next and what what you know, what the next project is and and how how yeah. do you make that work? It, it, I think it, we'll know when it's announced, right? Like, yeah, for sure. You will know for if sure. it's going to go back to the well of, of sort of high concept things or mm-hmm. or sure. use that kind of awareness of it. But yeah, this movie exists in the real world. There's we talked about the Paddington thing. There's there's multiple call outs to like existing culture, mm-hmm. not only at, you know within the Nick Cage universe and and outside of that. So this is definitely someone who has their arms around. Pop culture, so it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate that, maybe in a less overt way going forward. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, totally, totally. So, the the interesting thing about this that I wanted to make this point too is like, <laughs> this movie is great. Nicholas Cage is really fun in it. It in no way re endears me to Nick Cage. I don't care if I see him again for another five years. What about you? <laughs> for me, that was Pig. Pig was like, oh, that's true. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. look at this. This guy. That's true. Hey, it, it wasn't. 
Pig is not quite a like a new a new pitch, a new lane or whatever. Um, but it did it did tap into what he did really well with with adaptation and and yeah. You almost wish this had come out before Pig, because then you go, oh look, he's having fun. He's kind of okay. At least he kind of gets it, or at least takes a paycheck to get it. Mm. And then he does pig. You go, oh, what? then it would be much more of a cage of sons kind of feel. Mm. Like he kind of had to come. You know, this was his reemergence and sort of reconciling a lot of his past sins. And then, and then we go into a, a truly great, interesting original piece of work in pig. So mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like that might have been a better rollout. But what do I know? Not that. Not that that was at all. Possible, I just mean in a, sure. in a miracle world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know that there's ever going to be a world where I'm like, man, I can't wait for the new Nick Cage to come out. Um, but it did at least the last couple of things have at least made it to where it's not a joke to me anymore. Eh, joke's not the right word because for a while it was a joke. For a while, and he, I mean, he's, he's talked about this recently of like taking all these movies to pay off debt, basically, and and stuff like that. The, he had the kind of joke phase for a while. And then he had the weird art film phase, I guess. Yeah, sure. And 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 he still, I think, is is doing some of that. Uh, and I don't care for that either. It's just it's it's not my thing. I I would hope that Pig is kind of that, but it was like the best version. Of yes. It. Yeah. It wasn't over the top and crazy and and weird. It just was like it was just small you know it was art house it wasn't it wasn't uh willie's wonderland or yeah <laughs> you know, prisoners of the ghost land or something like that um i would love for him to you know he he has early in this movie he has that scene where he's talking to a, a therapist or whatever about like you know why is it so wrong to want to do work and all this was i thought that was a very telling mm-hmm. uh little little quote because it's very it's obviously that's part of his deal i think again part of it is i gotta pay off debt part of it is I'm an actor. I I work like that's that's what I do. Yeah. I would love for him now. Hey, cool. We we kind of figured out the debt thing. Maybe don't buy Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Um, Those and, are cheap, and, though. We've established that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get a live one a lot cheaper than you can get a fossil. Um, and now we've had sort of a a bit of a a rediscovery of like, hey, Nick Cage is actor and whatnot. So like, maybe we we can be a little choosier over the next decade. And I say that he has six things in production right now or something like that. So maybe not, but um, go ahead and cancel that Joe exotic project. I'd say, go yeah. ahead, let's not, let's not do that. Would be, would be one recommendation, but um, well, that one on Peacock is killing it. <sighs> I mean, that's everywhere. It's just so of a moment. <laughs> and that moment is past and no one wants to remember it. I just, yeah, but Kate McKinnon does it weird. So, <laughs> I think that Renfield movie will be cool. Weird, yeah. That one's gonna be that. That seems like it's either an A plus or an F minus. Yeah, there's no real in between. But yeah, like I, I think that if if he was to come and ask us advice, I would just say every movie you say yes to, take two out of three and actually go back and say nope, never mind. Like just pick because it feels like he will do most scripts. So maybe. Uh, Maybe just just one out of three would be cool, and and you know again to you, kind of what you said, you might say the same to Liam Neeson. Honestly, I mean, I love I'm with you. I love Liam Neeson. I will watch every Liam Neeson movie that comes out. I do worry that Liam Neeson is maybe 
not too far removed from he's doing the Bruce Willis movies now that Bruce Willis can't do those movies anymore. And I don't want that for him. I want, I, you know, I, I appreciate that many of them are, are not very good, but I want those movies coming out in theaters and giving me, uh, something to look forward to in February, you know, every, every year. Uh, and, and, and so maybe you, you'd say the same thing to him of just like, Hey, maybe just toss out a couple of these yeses. Uh, but I think that Cage now, I hope that someone in his life is saying, you do get the chance now, again, and a lot of actors don't get this. Male actors get it more than female, but whatever. A lot of actors don't get the opportunity to have a 50-year career and to go in phases and even more so to get back into a phase where you can be a little bit picky. And I think he's there now. I think the goodwill is there for him too. And I think that he could say, um, oh, I don't need to. I don't need to do that. I'm not going to do it, and and maybe slim down some of these roles, and then maybe we get, you get to see a little bit more of what Nick Cage has to offer, more so than just like God, the prolificness of like all this stuff, and most of it is not for, most of it's not for me. Most of it's not for a lot of of general audiences and stuff. It's it's you get a chance now, so maybe maybe we could do something with that. That would be cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this could be a really cool, he's definitely an actor that could have a, a, a really interesting third act. And, uh, yeah, sure. You know, so we, we, Hey, we, as you and I always say, we like good things and I root for good things to happen uh, mm. because I enjoy watching good things. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, how do you grade this one out, Brian? I'm going to go with straight a for this. I don't, I don't know that that, I guess I think that, <laughs> I think that Pedro Pascal is the best part of the movie and uh and that he he brings it up even a level for me. So th- there's a I, when we go back at the end of the year there's a chance that I bump this down to like the A minus level or or have a whole bunch of more a bunch more movies ahead of it. Um but right now man it was super enjoyable and fun and like you said it was it was a pretty short movie and uh and I enjoyed both parts of of the lead quite a bit. So I'll I'll go with an A. What what about you? Yeah, I'm going to go B plus, B plus out of it. Um, enjoyed it. Um, I don't think it's one I'll see too many times more. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, thought it was a cool concept. Thought it was well executed. Pascal was great, as you mentioned. And uh, yeah, so and, and honestly, pretty high degree of difficulty. So uh, oh, yeah, that's sure. what we'll, we'll, we'll give it credit there for sure. All right. So why don't we uh, bring Kent in from the uh, Coyotes? No. I think he's he's weeping out my <laughs> window. Right lesson. Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was. Yeah. It's the last time you mute me, bro. <laughs> and um, we'll we'll get some uh, weekly recommends. Sound good? Yep. Awesome. Weekly recommends. Okay. Now it is time, and through the magic of magic, uh, Kent's back. Hey, Kent. How about we do a little Illusions, weekly, record? Richard? So you're right. If you sit up in the rafters with uh, Chris Angel, you can see how we do it. But uh, by the way, uh-huh. I was in uh, the same city as Chris Angel. Yeah, I was in oh, Vegas yeah. last week, and he hung f- upside down from the top of the NFL draft. I'm sure you saw it. Uh, mm-hmm. Might be the biggest meme of the weekend was was Chris Chris Angel. When I heard that was going to happen, I was like, "Oh, that'll be a meme. That'll be." Chris Angel no way people will not make fun Fast of that. And Furious, right? Yeah, correct. I'm pretty sure. I hope so. Mm. I hope so. Um, 
So we're going to do a little weekly recommend, but we'll go to Brian first. Brian, what's your weekly recommend? Yeah, I'm going to recommend a, a new show on the HBO Max, or I, maybe it's just the HBO. I don't know. Do people have HBO anymore, or is it just HBO Max? I don't know how, I don't the know Max. how it works. I have HBO Max, but uh, I'm pretty wealthy, mm-hmm. you know? so I, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the peasants are doing. Have you but, seen, uh, um, uh, the, it, I know you have, Richard, like the new seasons of South Park where all the stores in the future are named like Walmart, Max Plus Plus. And like yeah. <laughs> all oh, yeah. these so funny. <laughs> so good. Denny's Plus. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the, every every It's good. It's good. Um my recommend is a new show on the HBO Max. It is called uh We Own This City. It's a it's a David Simon joint. We so own got, this uh, city. <laughs> there we go. That's the theme song. Good job. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No. It's much darker and deeper. <laughs> but it's uh yeah, it's about the. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, David Simon likes to hang out in, in Baltimore. Likes to make his uh, his his shows about uh, about Baltimore, and it is about the uh, Baltimore Police Department's Gun Trace Task Force. Um, so it's kind of based on on true events, uh, and it's got uh, it's got Jan- John Bernthal yeah. and then a whole bunch of other people that you're like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, Josh yeah, Charles. I see he's a Baltimore. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, limited, so it's I think it's six episodes, but it's week to week. So there's two that are out right now. I watched both of them this this morning, and uh, and they're really good. It's not The Wire, obviously, because you know that might be the greatest show ever, but uh, it's it's uh, it's it's good. It's very good. It's kind of a like a um, it's a little bit of a slow burn cop show. So it's not like uh, super actiony. It's it's more about like the detective work and the behind the scenes stuff, and it's it's really well done. I'm I'm. It's 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 very solid. David Simon always he knows what he's doing. He's he's very good at. Uh, Seems at like such a great hang too. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, maybe not so much on that part, but uh, yeah, he knows how to make a good TV show. So, and I like that it's six episodes too. It's like I'm. Just, this is going to be a nice limited run. If it gets, I I don't get the vibe that it's going to get a second season. You know, I don't think it's that kind of project. But you never know with this kind of stuff. Um, but it's pretty solid, solid uh, for the first two anyway. So we own this city is what it's called on HBO. Awesome, Kent. What about you, man? Yeah, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna recommend a documentary that I watched with my wife uh, pretty recently. She had never seen it, but uh, she's a huge fan, and I was surprised she hadn't seen it as a fan. I'm gonna recommend re recommend. I think we did it a couple years ago. Might have done an episode. Uh, Montage of Heck, the Kurt Cobain oh, doc. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. she had never seen it, and she's you know, loves Nirvana and grew up on them and give it a shot. Maybe you'll learn something. They have a lot of audio tapes. I think they used in there and footage and notebooks and things like that. So uh, I think it was on HBO when it came out. I believe we did do an episode on it. So maybe check that out and listen to the episode. We did. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Great documentary. Very sad, but uh, really good doc. I'm going to do a music doc too, uh, one that uh, came out last year and early this year on some digital platforms that I watched this week. Um, and it's the Kent and I nerd out about this kind of stuff a little more than Brian. I think Brian, this is even in Brian's wheelhouse. And it's the uh, Ineo, the Ineo Morricone uh, documentary. Oh, nice. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Oh, it's nice. a good, yeah. um, it's kind of a cool, just sort of general. Oh, sorry, my dog's wearing her cone and she's barged in here. It's really loud because she bumps into everything. Okay, she left. Um, 
but it's a really cool uh, kind of just, you know, bi- biographical appetizer sampler of all of his work in films and all the, all, you know, can't do the, uh, all the scores that he did, but, um, but all the, all the big ones as well. It has some really cool talking heads in it as well, talking about the impact of, of him as a, as a musician and as a composer and as a, as, and his contribution to uh film in general. So, uh, yeah, check that out. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. That's all my list. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, those are our weekly recommends. Uh, it was a fun episode. Kent, so glad you appeared at random points throughout. And uh, you may now go back into the, uh, the the magical box, and I'll saw you in half as soon as we're done. And for all the rest of you, we will see you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.